Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's shaking Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here. I am recording live from Savannah, Georgia. Yes, that's where I am this weekend uh, for a bit of a... But I got an opportunity to sneak in some Rockets basketball in this early Friday morning on the East Coast. But no matter where you are, rain or shine, 24-7, we here at the Dream Take are doing our best to get you that Rockets content you need. So let's talk about this Summer League game. A whole lot to discuss. Uh, Not going to make this too long of a podcast just because I am on vacation. It is late. But enough to get the gist out there. Also, we've got a lot of uh, listeners here on Spotify Live. If you guys want to come up and talk about this game with me, feel free to hit that speaker request button and come on up here i'm more than happy to chop it up with you but while i'm up here for now 
Yeah, Rockets lose this one, 91-77. Even in summer, the Rockets can't seem to catch a win, but that's totally okay, honestly, because I'd rather focus on the positives tonight. So uh, my buddy Adam's coming up here. I'm going to hear what he has to say about the positives that we saw tonight. Adam, what's going on, brother? How are you tonight? Good. It's good to get kind of first. Yeah, been uh, been a little sick and stuff, but I've yeah, I've been keeping up with uh, with the kind of the podcasts, uh, listening. But yeah, hopefully, uh, be able to kind of listen live more often, contribute. Um, yeah. Uh, so a couple of thoughts. Uh, I am realizing that we do not have a point guard on this team, and I'm including KPJ in that. I think going back to last year, KPJ even you know outright said it. I'm not a point guard. You know. And this, uh, that is going to determine what level of success we reach this year. And if the coaching staff realizes that we don't have a point guard, I think they need to adjust a little bit and maybe hopefully put the ball in Jalen Green's hands a little bit more. Um, if they are going to, if they are going to use some of the other players, I, I would, I would almost even prefer. From you know, from what we saw tonight, you know, let's let's give some of KPJ's minutes to Josh Christopher. I mean, he looked like he looked like more of a competent point guard at many points last year than KPJ was in terms of being able to contribute on both sides of the ball and you know be aggressive and not just kind of meander and kind of dribble. You know, do the James do their impression of James Harden um, tonight. I also I also like just take you know Ty Ty Washington. Going into the to the to the to the draft, I definitely thought thought of him as kind of an upside version of uh, of of uh, Tyrese Maxey, and I I definitely think that he's in that mold. He he, he even though he's like six three six four, I mean it's some sometimes he plays like he's six five six six. You know he's herky jerky instead of like Maxey being kind of straight speed, like he's more kind of plays with pace. You know, you, you kind of, you know, the thing that you hear about him from the coaches and the feedback so far is that, you know, you can't speed him up. You know, he, you know, he, and, and I, I, and he's, I think he has like, you know, his offense really, really impresses me. Uh, I, I, I hope that he gets an opportunity to get some of those backup point guard minutes um, more so than Dacian. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the big thing about this summer league game. And I, and I want to remind uh, our listeners that it is one summer league game. Let's take that, let's take everything that we saw tonight with a grain of salt. These players aren't fully fledged NBA players yet, let's be real. Most of them haven't played in a competitive setting in about three months. So tonight is not necessarily something that I would take and run with. Um, even the good, even the good that we saw tonight. Um, I, I, you know, the sample size does need to grow. Um, but you do mention a point about the point guard position. And I think Kevin Porter, they see that James Harden upside in him, which is why he is the leading candidate to be that point guard. But also at the same time, you know, the, the term point guard is, is extremely loose. And I've, I've stressed this so many times on the show about how, uh, you know, positionless basketball is here to stay because you look at the team right now, like 
if you look at Boston and they made the like the in their finals run this year, who was their point guard? Like I, I mean, there there's multiple ways I feel like you could answer this question, Adam. But I kind of want to throw it back to you. Who was their quote unquote point guard? Marcus Smart, you know, the yeah, guy Marcus that they Smart. Yeah. But who's the one that is facilitating majority of the possessions, getting the most points? Jason Tatum in a yeah, Jason time. Tatum. So yeah. they they share those duties, and I feel like that's if whoever this guy is for the Rockets will be that. Um, it, it will be something similar. You know, it's not going to be like the Golden State Warriors where Steph Curry is playing, or it's not going to be like Memphis where you see John Morant and what he does. You know, it's 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 something that you don't necessarily want to put in a box yet. Like, I, I really don't know how to pinpoint it. But you do mention, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of players that could fit that mold. You look at uh, you look at Kevin Porter Jr. You look at Josh Christopher. You look at Ty Ty Washington. Dacian Nix, although not a good night from him, I still put him in that. I will say though, Ty Ty Washington trending up, taking Ty Ty stock. And Dacian Nix going down. Um, I, I do like uh, that Tyrese Maxey uh, comparison. I know it's easy to make because they both are Kentucky point guards, but that is a very good way to look at it. And, you know, Ty Ty, he has a swagger to him that kind of does remind me of Josh Christopher in a way, where he was a year ago, you know, kind of this uh, I'm a hooper, I know I am. Steven Silas called him a hooper on. The broadcast tonight, I'm pretty sure he did the exact same thing for Josh Christopher a year ago. So I think when it comes to that point guard position for this season, because we can really only look at this season because if, you know, who knows what happens a year from now, they could land Scoot Henderson in the draft and that's your point guard for the future. So you really just have to take what's in front of you and move forward. If they play well enough to where they play out of Scoot Henderson or they play into Wemby or they do whatever, you know, that's like, we just, we can only take what's in front of us right now. And what's in front of us is Kevin Porter's the lead guard next to Jalen Green. They'll find a way to share those responsibilities as a facilitator and as just the runner of the offense. And then yes, Ty Ty can, can jump in there on the second unit. Dacian Nix, if he gets some time there. Josh Christopher. I feel like it's going to be a point guard by committee, if that makes any sense. I, I agree. I, I, and, you know, I, I am extra, where I'm extrapolating a little bit out too much from one summer league game. I'm more so not cemented in my view of some of the other players that are second, third year players. But obviously, I, I'm, it's harder and it's un, more unfair to draw a, a distinction about or you know, to, to feel a certain way about a player who's in his rookie season after seeing one summer league game. So I'm holding off, you know, holding off from that. But you see that you see the growth that Josh Christopher, Christopher has had. You know, Dacia Nix has, you know, he's he's had a year in the in the league. You know, it's and there's certain things in, in, in Dacia Nix. I, I liked his potential last year because he's kind of in that Kyle Lowry mode, not just because he maybe, you know, seems a little pudgy. You know, I think. The, that's actually one of the reasons that I'm actually a little disappointed. You know, like one of the biggest uh, criticisms of Dacian Nix and why I don't, because he was undrafted, right? Was just his like his physique and his fitness and just his stamina. And you kind of, you know, I, I would think, you know, a player like that would just be like, you know, I'm I'm gonna hit, you know, I'm I'm just gonna 
work out nonstop. I'm going to drop this 15 pounds of, of weight. Cause he's a, you know, he's got, so he's got a lot of athleticism to him, but you can even see it, you know, like, you know, wasn't getting back on defense, you know, was getting, you know, was getting passed by by forwards, centers. It's just, I, I don't know, it, but, but I do like the way that he's kind of herky jerky, the way he kind of, you know, he's able to kind of manufacture and get shots at the basket kind of in that Kyle Lowry mode. Um, he doesn't, he's not a, a, a good shooter, you know, from five yeah. to 10 feet. You know, but, you know, that would make a big difference to me if that if that improved. Um, but, I, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's too soon to, to, to say. And, and the Rockets, to, to your point about the Celtics, I agree with you. Yeah, they, Marcus Smart got them to to the finals, but many reasons they lost the finals just because they didn't have a point guard. That That's a big reason why they went out and got Malcolm Brogdon. You know, because even though Jason Tatum was handling the ball, I mean, he set a he set a, a record you know, for in the postseason for turnovers. You know, like that's you know, so is there's good and bad to that. And uh, and the Rockets, you know, listen, they're 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 publicly stating that they have confidence in KPJ, but they're wait they're they have a wait and see approach. Otherwise they would have given them an extension by now. So I, I like their approach to it because you gotta basically have a public, you know, pers- you know, a public, you know, view and kind of stating that, yeah, you know, we're hundred percent behind KPJ, but they don't they're not sold on him yet. You know, like they could cut bait with him next year, you know, if if he doesn't they're, you know play they're it. proceeding with caution. And I think to leave it at this, um and the kind because of, I do want to move on and talk about other parts of this game. Josh Christopher's too good for summer league. I think that was clear before the game started. Um, and any doubters, you know, just go watch that game and and figure it out. Josh Christopher doesn't need to be playing summer league. I'd imagine we see him play one more game, maybe two tops. I can't imagine he plays all four or five summer league games. Uh, and that will give Dacian Nix more of an opportunity to play more in his style and I think it'll be a good benefit for Knicks and for Ty Ty as well um, to kind of get that point guard run um, and really to kind of see what they do have in options outside of Kevin Porter Um, and when it does come to Kevin Porter Jr. he hasn't done anything in my opinion to lose the starting job and nobody has done anything to really force the Rockets to to win the point guard job, if that makes any sense. Um, but Adam, uh, thank you so much for coming to talk with this point guard stuff. It's it's certainly going to be something fluid, and I'm sure it's not the last conversation you and I will have. So uh, take care, man. Appreciate you always. Sounds good. All right, so after that, I kind of want to talk about Jabari next just because I figure coming into this game, he was the headliner. You know, this is the first game of the Vegas Summer League. Him and Paolo neck and neck uh, for that number one pick. Paolo gets the number one pick. Jabari slides down to Houston. And I honestly do think it worked out best for both teams. I feel like Paolo is the better player at this moment. Uh, and he proved that tonight. I think uh, Paolo, I think 17 points, six assists. And, you know, he's in better NBA body shape right now than than Jabari Smith. And that's not to knock Jabari. It's just to 
really commend Paolo. I mean, um, you know, I th- he was my number one player for a reason. And honestly, you know, this whole discourse of, you know, I was team Paolo, I was team Jabari, like it really doesn't matter anymore. Like the like Jabari's Houston's guy. And if you're a real fan, you know, you're going to support Jabari maybe a little bit more than you're going to support Paolo because he's on your team. So for me, as much as we would have liked to see Jabari play a little bit better tonight, 10 points is uh, his final total. Um, it took him a little bit to get him into the game, I feel. Um, you know, it, he was just kind of he was kind of timid at first, uh, playing a little bit. I don't want to say soft, but it, it took him it took him a little bit to get his feet under him. I've got Harvey coming up here. Uh, maybe he wants to continue this Jabari conversation. So let's bring him up. Harvey, you're on the dream take, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fine. How how you doing, man? I'm doing I'm doing all right. Doing all right. So uh, you want to uh, keep this Jabari conversation going? I don't want to limit you to just this, but um, feel free to drop your take. Well, uh, one thing I will say was I was kind of shocked that Tari Eason actually took more shots than Jabari did. So I was a little yeah. Tari, I definitely want to talk as well. Uh, yeah. So that was something. Uh, a bright spot I will say is I like Ty Ty Washington. Uh, he actually did uh, some things that I liked. Uh, that Trevor Hudgens, uh, he he it was it was he he looked at like I didn't know who he was. So for him to kind of he he showed me a little something as well. Yeah, Trevor uh, Hudgens I, 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 has a two way contract right now, so that's a guy that's he's not just a camp body. Like he's he's supposed to be with the Valley, and he'll be in Houston for some of the season if, as long as he stays in that in that two way spot. Okay, and as far as Josh Christopher goes, uh, I shouldn't be seeing him playing any more summer league games. Put, put that man in bubble I'm, wrap. Yeah, yeah, put it. But yeah, you can wrap him up. He he did it. He did wrap his job. Up. I know he want the he probably want to prove a point tonight. And we was like, you know what? We'll give you a game. Just do what you do, and then you 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 gonna sit out for the rest of the summer league. So yeah, uh, I think I, I'm I'm not gonna think too much in this loss. Hopefully, that's that's the case. Hopefully. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna give Jabari I'm a, I'm a give Jabari a, a a pass and I'm a, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to just you know keep it's just summer league so I had you know my expectations were it's just summer league whether you know it looked it like this or he would have lit it up for like Chet did so I'm just gonna try to keep the same energy I want him to be more aggressive um, just period like not even just on offense defense um, I think he was I think he was trying to get a feel for the game. I don't know if he just wanted to. I don't know if he was just trying to see how everybody was moving, how things was operating. You can tell he was. He kind of was a little timid. So I'm gonna just. I don't know with these other two guys with Paulo and and Chet. They just they just confident, get right in, get straight to it. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't see that yeah. from Jabbar tonight. Yeah, you know, summer league is is incredibly interesting because it allows you to get a glimpse of these guys' potential, especially these these top guys with Jabari and Paolo and those guys. And, and as much as we would love to, you know, take what we just saw, that 40-minute game that we just saw, and run with everything that we got, that's just simply not the case. The Rockets are a totally different team with Jalen Green on the floor. And I think Jabari most benefits from Jalen Green's game than anybody. 
Um, I, I see Jabari as the kind of guy on this team that you you can't ignore. And that's really going to help open up the Rockets' offense. It's So basically, you give Jalen the room to drive, and he can drive because he's got that quick first step, and he's either going to mm-hmm. get to the rim and he's going to and he's going to dunk it. And that, that's an easy two points. Mm-hmm. Or if you bring that help side defense into the paint, you kick it out to Jabari, who's a 40-plus percent three-point shooter from uh, from his Auburn days. So he, you can't just, you can't just ignore that three-point shot. You've got to give it attention. And Jabari can also drive to the rim as well. So Jabari can, if he gets the ball from Jalen or from Kevin or from whoever, pump fake, go into the lane himself, make it happen. And tonight, you didn't really have that kind of player to be able to help create for Jabari. Like with Paulo, the biggest difference between Paulo and Jabari, and I think why Orlando benefits from getting a guy like Paulo, is he's more of a creator, and he is able to, you know, build shots off of himself. And I'm not saying Jabari can't do that, but it's it's more of a natural it's it's more of a natural part of Paulo's game. Whereas I feel Jabari's more natural instincts come on the defensive end, which is ultimately where this Rockets team needs to improve the most. The offense is taken care of in my eyes, and Jabari is good enough to stay to be an offensive threat on this team. And he does change the way the, that you defend the Rockets. But on defense is where he really shines. And I don't know if we saw a whole lot of that tonight, but I think just his frame alone and his, and his IQ, once he's able to really pick up the speed of the NBA game, it's like Jabari's going to prove why he was a top three pick. The hope is that he can stay at that level. And he hasn't done anything yet to prove us otherwise, I feel. So that's why I'm not looking into tonight's game as a failure for Jabari. Honestly, there was a lot of things I saw that I really liked from Jabari. I just felt like because he was the number three pick, he was the headliner, you know, everyone was expecting him to be the top dog for the Rockets tonight. And the fact that he wasn't in that. And, and look, I mean, Paolo, Paolo was the lead star for the Magic tonight, even though he didn't have the most points. That was actually Caleb Houston, the second round pick. But I think people were just expecting Jabari to be better. And I also think that's why people are very strong about how Tari and Ty Ty did tonight. And I think with Tari, like you mentioned, it was kind of a surprise. Like we didn't expect Tari to kind of be this aggressive on the offensive end, but I got to say, like, that's exactly why I wanted Tari Eason on this team from the jump. He is, he is going to be really good. Like, I don't think people realize that. And I, I think he could very well be part of this team when the Rockets are good again. Yes, I agree. I want to uh, take it back to the beginning uh, as far as balling it up. I, I do. I yeah. do. I am going to. That's the kind of mentality I have, whether it was good or bad, like I said. And I know you're speaking on as far as the end season 
as far as how Jabari Smith's going to play. But if I'm just keeping it summer league, strictly summer league, you know, with the point guards didn't really set them up like I thought they would. Like with Dacian Nix, he kind of came out and said he needs to learn how to run his offense. He needs to show it. And I don't know if he really accomplished that all the way tonight. Uh, you know, I think he, you know, with him being one of the the – older guys that's been in there a while, I kind of expected a little bit more from him, a couple of lackadaisical turnovers, rather. Uh, I didn't get to see the full game. I kind of just heard some on commentary, so I don't have, like, an in-depth full analysis, but from based on what I see, like, they was giving up a little bit too many rebounds, and I didn't know Usman Garuba was injured. Yeah, Garuba was injured. Um, there is potential for him to come back in game two. It would have been honestly really nice to have Garuba there tonight. I was so um, bummed out. Like I, I halfway, yeah. I halfway was like, I'm like, cause he's one of him and Nick's. It's a couple of like spotlight guys that I'm putting on that like I really want to see improvement from. Those because, guys need to have you know, a good season this year though. In yes, and that, and that to continue because you've got Jabari coming up, you've got Tari coming up, challenging for those minutes. Uh, Knicks and Ty Ty appear to be in a direct competition for that backup point guard role this season. So it's like the the seat's hot for both of them. And an injury like this for Garuba, as unfortunate as it is, and uh, you know something that you really can't control, not the time that you want to get injured. Um, hopefully he'll be able, though, to get some PT in these cupping games. But yes, also at the same time, yes. you know, when it comes to Summer League, uh, teams should be very, very, uh, you know, err on the side of caution. You don't want an injury to uh, to bubble over and turn into something a lot worse. So I don't know the full extent to Garuba's injury. I know it kept him out for tonight, and tonight is all that they said. The team said that would be the like would be the issue, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if that turned into a two-game absence, three-game absence. Before you know it, we aren't seeing him until preseason. So it's, you know, err on the side of caution with Garuba, but Garuba does need this development probably more than anybody on this team right now. So I I really hope that Garuba can figure it out um, in order order for him to grow and for – and for the team to move forward. But Harvey, you got any last words before I uh, begin to say? Uh, I want I want to say something about Ty Ty Washington. Is it me or that he sure. he kind of looks more like a natural point guard? Like, and we haven't. It's just kind of refreshing to kind of see it a little bit. I don't know. Is it's just kind of it was. I was just kind of. Yeah, it it was a pleasant. Think, it's like a breath of fresh air for like when he was in I the game. You could see how he controlled it. So. Yeah. I think summer league benefits guys more like Texas Washington, just because um, you have like, it's more of a free style of basketball. These players aren't coming in with a whole lot of practice. So it isn't super structured. And that's why I think the, the hoopers, if you will, um, are the ones that benefit a little bit more. And I'm not saying that like Jabari Smith isn't a hooper, but well, um, I, I really I, I, think I, that he'll benefit more from a more structured uh, game as opposed to, uh, you know, Ty Ty and, and him. And I want one last question before I go. Uh, 
with the with the, with the uh, assistant coaches being hired so recently, how many practices did they even get to have before they even went to Vegas or anything like that? And that's that's kind of it. That's it. That's all I want to say. Sorry about that, Harvey. Um, so, how many practices did they have? Yeah, as far as uh, you know, because the, with the assistant coaches just being hired. Hello, can you hear me? Is, is, yeah, yeah. No, I was saying I with the say coaches being is a good word. Oh, a handful, yeah. So it's not, it wasn't that much to get like a real rhythm or anything like that. Yeah, like, like you know, Silas was saying how, um, Silas was saying how, in his during the game, how like they weren't able to really come up with like counters and stuff. They kind of just gave him the crash course, and they ran with it. So this is a very, you know, minimized game plan that they have. Okay, and that's another reason so that's to throw why, it in the trash. Yeah, and, and that that's why you don't take too much stock in the summer league, right? Mm-hmm. It's because this is a half-baked product. The players are half-baked. The team itself is half-baked. You know, yes, you have players like uh, you have players like Josh Christopher. You have players like uh, Daisha Nix who have played on the NBA team that have that experience that you hope that translates into it gives them a little bit of uh, continuity. Like the Magic have RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton's played in over 100 NBA games, but he's playing tonight. That helps them with a little bit more structure. The Rockets, they really only had Christopher. And it it seemed like, I don't want to say Christopher was on his own mission tonight, but Christopher had more opportunities tonight than he usually sees in in an NBA game. So he took it. And I don't blame him one bit. And I think that's honestly why... Josh Christopher is playing in summer league, at least to start, just because it's a really good confidence boost for him. And it gives him a chance to kind of move into this second season with a little bit of momentum. So I think now that Josh Christopher has that, now that they've gotten a game of themselves, they'll have some film to review tomorrow. They'll use that film, go to Saturday. Hopefully we'll see a little bit more of a polished product. I wouldn't say too much polished, but enough a little bit more than the previous game and that's the goal of summer league to get a little bit better um in the individual game and in the team game every step of the way but uh harvey oh, yeah. I'm about to sign off so i appreciate you for coming on up and dropping all right no problem yeah so um i did see a lot of talk in the chat about eric holman tonight he played pretty well himself not a guy that i think a lot of us were expecting on our radar eight points per for Holman tonight, two of five uh, shooting from the field. Both of those shots were from beyond the arc. Uh, so Eric Holman's just not someone that's just going to be part of the team. It's just not what's going to happen. But I did want to give him a shout out. Um, if he continues to play well, you know, maybe he does play his way into an NBA roster. Whether or not that's Houston remains to be seen. But hopefully we get to see some more Rockets. I'd love to see a win or two. Um, You know, wins and losses are not what matters in summer league, but it is nice to see the good guys win instead of losing. Um, And and it does uh, give you a little bit more of a oomph in your step. And hopefully they can work towards that uh, on Saturday when they play, I believe it's the Thunder. So it's Chet Holmgren, and the Oklahoma City Thunder on tap 
for Saturday. That should be a lot of fun. You get hopefully a Garuba Chet matchup, maybe a Jabari Chet matchup, a Tari Chet matchup. It's a really good opportunity for the NBA guys on this summer league roster to get a crack at someone who's also going to be in the NBA, possibly a superstar in the NBA someday. So until then, Mike's going to have that recap on Saturday. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at DreamShake SBN. You can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at sbnation.com. You can follow my personal Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.